second start at uh, Numbers, the 22nd chapter, if that's all right with you this morning. Numbers, the 22nd chapter, beginning at the very first verse. If you have it in the house, could you just say amen? If you don't have it, just say, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's all right. Amen. Numbers, the 22nd chapter, beginning at the first verse. And it reads like this. And the children of Israel set forth and pitched in the plains of Moab on this side of Jordan by Jericho. And Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab was so afraid of the people because they were many. And Moab was distressed because the children of Israel, because of the children of Israel. And Moab said unto the elders of Midian, now shall this company lick up all that are round about us as the ox licketh up the grass of the field. And Balak, the son of Zippor, was king of the Moabites at that time. He sent messengers therefore unto Balaam, the son of Beor, to Pethor, which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to call him, saying, Behold, there is a people come out of Egypt. Somebody say, we out of Egypt now. We, we're out of Egypt. Come out of Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth. And they abide over against me. Now, therefore, come, come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me this people, for they are too mighty for me. Peradventure I shall prevail, that we may not, that we may smite them, and that I may drive them, drive them out of the land. For I what that he that whom thou blessest is blessed, and he whom thou cursed is cursed. We could jump to Numbers, the 23rd chapter. I'm going to read what was heard in your hearing earlier in the service. Numbers 23, beginning at the 16th verse, reads like this. And the Lord met Balaam and put a word in his mouth and said, Go again unto Balak and say thus. When he came to him, behold, he stood by his burnt offering, the princes of Moab with him. And Balak said unto him, What hath the Lord spoken? He took up this parable, his parable, and said, Rise, Balak, and hear, hearken unto me, thou the son of Zippor. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed. And I cannot reverse it. I don't know whether or not this morning I so much have assignment to speak to you more than I do your enemy. Come on, can we, can we stand up on our feet real quickly as we repeat the subject that we're going to go into this day? I believe that the word of the Lord is not necessarily hitting you, but it's your enemy that I really want to speak to this morning. Would you look at your neighbor and tell your, your neighbor's enemy, tell them, neighbor, it's too late. It's too late. I wish I had church in here this morning the way I wanted to. Look at somebody else and tell your neighbor's enemy it's too late. Come on, prophesy over your neighbor's enemy and let them know that the time has expired. It's too late. It's too late. It's it's too late. It's it's too late. We've we've already come 20 years and and now 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 it's too late. We, we've already had momentum. We've already started moving. We've already started possessing everything that God has promised us. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. Mm. 
When we say the words, it's too late, we're talking about uh, a time, time. And when you really think about time, it's more than just the notches on your watch or the pages that you would flip on your calendar. Uh, Time is as simple as a second, but yet, if you really think about it, the complexity of time can be strung from second to minute, minute to hour, hour to day, day to year. Y'all not talking back to me. Time can be a very complex thing. Time is the fuel that pushes us from moment to moment and from occurrence to occurrence and from event to event. And even as we're standing in this very moment of time, we stand because of the piles of time that God has allowed us to come and see. We're standing on piles of time and his promises. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I'm standing on piles of time and his promises and his promises for indeed we didn't make it to this first sunday in july because of our own well-doing we made it to this first sunday in july because god was gracious with us we made it to this first sunday in july because god was merciful to us we made it to this first sunday in july because god uh, still has a plan for us, our next second, our next moment, our next season, our next opportunity is in God's hands. This is the day that the Lord had made. Oh, I wish I had a church. This is the day that the Lord hath made. And, and if God made this day for me, then I must have a part to play in the day that I'm existing. And I wish I had somebody talking to me. There's some ownership that I have to take in the day that God made for me. That means that there's something greater to see, something greater to hear, something greater to experience, something greater for me to do. This is the day that the Lord hath made. And I refuse to allow the enemy of my past, the enemy of my circumstances, the enemy of my situations to hinder anything that God has for me in this day. I wish I had people that would get a little stubborn with what the enemy is trying to do. I refuse to allow the enemy to move me out of the place of my purpose, my step, my stride. It's too late. For that it's to his his opportunities have expired his chances have expired his opportunities to rob me of my joy my peace my 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 well-doing have expired yeah. there's a time stamp and so I know some of you would say, well, well, you know, Brett, who, who, who died and made you father time? How can you put a clock on the things that are happening, uh, uh, circumstances that you can't predict? How, how can you tell me that it's too late for the enemy? Well, 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 it's because I have a, a promise. And when you have a promise, you understand when you have a promise that it's going to come to pass based on the character of the person who gives you the promise. Uh, If we look back in in Genesis, the 12th chapter, Genesis, the 12th chapter, beginning at the first verse, God begins to have a conversation with Abraham. He says, now the Lord has said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house onto a land that I will show you and I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee and I will make your name great. Is anybody waiting for their name to be made great? I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless them that bless you and I will curse them that curse you. And in you, all of the families of the earth 
they're going to be blessed. I want you to understand that, 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 that we have a promise. And, and I know some Bible scholars will say, well, you know, he was talking to Abraham. How could you ever say that, 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 that this promise is relevant to me now, right where I am today in this moment in the 21st century, the 4th of July, year 2021? How is this promise able to be translated to where I am right now? Well, if you understood anything about who you are, you knew that last week Pastor Malini told us that the DNA tracks and so if I'm a part of Abraham Galatians 3 and 7 lets me know that uh, the children that have faith they are going to be called the same as the children of Abraham and so if I am the child of Abraham the same blessing that Abraham has carries over to myself do we have anybody in this place this morning that still has their faith intact that still has their expectation intact their belief intact that you are not persuaded by what you see but but but, but why what you hear I want to know if there are any that are still walking by faith if you were walking by faith you'd understand that there's nothing that the enemy can do to stop you if you were walking by faith you would understand that God has already made your way if you were walking by faith you would understand that everything that you need is already provided for if you were walking by faith you would understand that there's no weapon that can be formed against you that can prosper I wish I had people this morning that understood that there's there's a promise there's a promise there's a promise and and if there's a promise that means I have the right to claim that promise and not only just the promise but the identity that Abraham carried not just the promise but the identity of being blessed the posture of being blessed the the, the, the ethnicity of being blessed hmm I want you to understand that because we're blessed, not everybody is going to like you. You, you see, because sometimes we associate being blessed with, with only the positive things, but there's another side that you must understand if you're going to understand that you're blessed and that you're called by God. Not everybody's blasting confetti at you because you're blessed. Oh, saints, but there's, there's opposition that comes along with being blessed. There's opposition that comes along with favor. There's opposition that comes along with being called and anointed and ordained. Uh, there's, 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 there's opposition. There's, there's oppression. Mm, Y'all understood that the people of Israel were in Egypt, right? And they, they were subjugated for 400 years. It wasn't that their, their purpose was, was, was completely thrown off. They were blessed. And when people are able to look you right in your face and see where you're headed, people want to hinder that. But look at your neighbor, remind them of the subject this morning. Just tell them it's too late. It's, it's too late. It's, it's too late. It's, it's just too late for that. We, 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 we've, already, we've already claimed identity and promises over our life. I, I've, I'm, I've passed that point of no return. I'm already blessed. I'm already sanctioned under the move of God for my life. I'm already, uh, I'm already blessed. I'm, I'm already blessed. I'm moving into a new moment, into a new season, into a new dimension. Perfecting faith, we're here now on our 21st year. We are past everything that was spoken against us. And so if we've made it over 20 years of hurdles and obstacles and barriers and hindrances, somebody ought to understand that there's nothing that can stop us now. Somebody's going to be playing that later. Ain't no stopping us now. We're 
We're on the move. I wish I had people in here. Y'all, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. We're, we're on the move. We're on the move. Look at your neighbor. Just say, neighbor, I'm, I'm on the move. I'm, I'm, I'm on the move. I'm not, I'm not stationary anymore, but I'm, I'm on the move. I'm, all right, all right. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm on the move. I'm, I'm on the move. I'm on the move. Let me get to the text. Let me get to the text because I'm, I'm taking too much time already. Uh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And so, and so, and so, in our text today, if we were to go back and go over some history real quickly, Israel has been liberated from their bondage out of Egypt. And they're moving towards this new moment, this new season, this new dimension, this new place of promise. But before they get there, some people become discomforted along the way. Y'all remember the story? They, they were there and they were around the mountain and, and then the people began to complain. We're coming out of what we once were, going into what we will be, and the people began to complain. Can't we go back to Egypt where they had hot dogs and Ruth Chris and hamburgers? And well, Why are we sitting here in this place only eating the manna that comes? It's the same thing all of the time. And the people began to complain and it displeased God. And so before he could take the people that he had intended the promise for into the promise, he had to deal with those who were complaining. He had to deal with those who were naysaying. He had to deal with those who weren't exactly on board with the exact plan of God. He had to take care of them, and a new generation arose, and they began to move into, y'all know what I mean by it when I say take care of, right? All right, they, they died. All right, amen. I just want to make sure it was plain. Uh, they, they, they died. They died. And a new generation arose, and they began to go after and pursue into this land just before uh, the land of Canaan, which was, this land was directly east, called Moab. But before they got to Moab, there was an obstacle of the Amorites. Because you understand that, that, that victory doesn't just come too easy. A lot of time we just want victory and don't want to go through nothing at all. We, we just want to walk up to the winner's circle, cash in our ticket, get our prize, and be on our way. But there are things that you have to go through if you're willing to go after the promise. Things don't just come as easy as you want. Come on, live life just a little while, and you'll understand that anything that's worth having, you have to work for. And so Israel, they are going towards the promised land, and they run into these Amorites, and they go on and they defeat them. And though they felt victorious, the thing that they guess they did not see is that they weren't the only witnesses to the victory that they just had. There, was, there were eyes that were looking on the other side of the victory that they just took. Come on here, the king of Moab, Balak, come on. He, he saw what Israel did to the Amorites and he began to get afraid. He began to become shook as we would say. He began to become concerned because he understood that if they could do that to the Amorites, what are they going to do to us? Uh, I would also tell you that, that, that uh, Moab had a history already with the Amorites. Moab had a history with the Amorites. The Amorites overtook Moab at one point in history. And so now the fear was even more increased because if Israel can take over what was bullying us, I can't imagine that when they get back to our land, what's getting ready to happen. It's like having a, a bully. You better had a bully in your life. Imagine that bully having a bully. 
And now that bully don't want nothing to do with that bully. That bully coming after you. It's skipping over. That, that, that's, that's more power that they're able. So the king of Moab became concerned. The king of Moab became frightened, especially because he's the leader. And you know when you're the leader, everybody looks to you for answer, for instruction. They see now that Israel is, is, is advancing and moving towards their promise, and, and we're the next stumbling block in their way. And so, leader, what are we going to do? The king became frightened, and he realized that I can't do this on my own. I've got to get some help. Don't you understand that your enemies will begin to link up with other enemies to try and take you out of your promise, to take you out of your future, to take you out of the things that God has called you to? Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Numbers, the 22nd chapter, if we go right to that fifth verse very quickly, uh, Balak, it says here, he sent messengers, therefore, to Balaam. Balaam was a, a, a diviner. He was somebody who was able to intercede in the spiritual things. Uh, he sent messengers to Balaam, the son of Beor, to Pethor, which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to call him and, and saying, behold, there is a people that has come out of the land of Egypt. And behold, they cover the face of the earth. There are a lot of people that cover the face of the earth. They are mighty people. These people are able, they are enabled by the God, Jehovah God. And, and they cover the face of the earth. They abide over against me. Come now, I pray thee, and curse me, this people, for they're too mighty for me to deal with. Hooking up with people that have power to try and take you out without you even knowing about it. You know, we, we say all the time that God keeps us from dangers, both seen and unseen. Israel is just trying to move towards their promise. They're just trying to go after what God said. They're just walking after the will of God. And, and these people are now planning and plotting and strategizing behind their back on how they're going to hinder and stop this mighty people from getting what God said. But look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's too late. It's too late. I don't know what you're in pursuit of, and you may not even know what's behind your back trying to be conjured and put together on your behalf, but it's already too late. It's already too late. Whatever it is that the enemy is trying to form against you, it cannot prosper because it's too late. It's, it's too late. I got to close here because I feel a burger getting cooked. Come on here. Uh, so he, he, he sends these messengers. He sends the messengers and, and the messengers come to the prophet Balaam and Balaam tells these messengers after they've come on their journey, would you just stay the night with me for a while? I want to hear from God. I need to hear what it is I need to do. And so they stay the night and, 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 and Balaam hears from God and says, no, you, you ain't going nowhere because those are my people. I already have a plan for them. I've already blessed them. Tell those people to return to their land because they can't touch what I'm trying to do. Wakes up in the morning and he tells them, uh, y'all got to go. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Y'all call you an Uber, Lyft, or something. Get up out of here because it ain't going to happen the way you think it's going to happen. It's too late for these people. These people are sanctified. They're, they're set to the side. They're, they have divine destiny. Y'all ain't talking back to me. Get up out of here. Get, get, get up out of here. And, and so and so they leave. And, you know, time goes on. Time transpires. But then this, this king of Moab 
the fear begins to increase. I wish you would see his veins pulsing out of his skin, seeing his neck get tight, his shoulders are not relaxed. He has to send somebody else of more honor that he might want to listen to, somebody with greater influence, somebody that might be able to relay the message in a better way to get this man to come and curse the people of Israel. And so he sends people that he knows will be well respected in the presence of this diviner sends them in he says hey listen 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 <laughs> listen I, I know you said no before we we can't go back there unless you know you uh we need you to come whatever it is you need us to do for you we got you whatever it is we we got you so he says all right well uh, uh listen even if you were to give me that king's house full of silver and gold I'm still bound to say what God has said. You see, the problem with, with people and, and a word of God is that we always want the people to say what they think we should say and not what God has said. When, when we speak the word of God, when we proclaim the word of God, we're bound to say exactly what it is God has said. I know that emotions might rise and I know that feelings might be squandered, but I'm bound by this book. I'm bound by what God's word says. Whatever God's word says is right and true, that's what I'm bound to say. And so if you don't like it, I'm sorry. I can't help you. I'm only bound and called to say what it is God has given me to say, but, 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 but he tells them, he says, all right, listen, just, just, just give me a moment. Let me, let me go and inquire of the Lord again and see what it is he wants me to do. God says, you won't keep on asking me this question. You might as well just go at this point because I already gave you my answer, but it seemed like you have some other interests, some other, you might as well just go on with them. And so he gets up and he goes with these men. He saddles his donkey and he begins to ride. We on our way. We getting this money. We just, we getting ready to go. He's riding on the donkey. He's riding on the donkey. And the donkey begins to act strange. Donkey start twisting and contorting. He don't, don't know what's going on. He's trying to figure out. Donkey starts straying this way. And all of a sudden, Balaam kicked the donkey. He said, come on. We gotta, we're trying to go over here and see the king. But what Balaam didn't know is that the donkey could see something that he could not see. Uh, it's so amazing to me that sometimes the things that carry us in our life can see greater than we can see ourselves. Come on here. Jesus carrying us can see better than we can see ourselves. We're just the riders through this terrestrial land. But what's carrying us is able to see spiritually sometimes what we can't see ourselves. Uh, so he tries to get the donkey back in line. Y'all don't mind me. I'm closing. We only got a few minutes. Uh, he tries to get the donkey back in line, trying to get it back on the course, trying to get it back on the mission, trying to get it back on the assignment. And now he's going into this vineyard, and the vineyard has two walls on both sides of it. And as he's going through the vineyard, it becomes narrow because he can't go that way, and he can't go this way, a narrow place, a narrow place. To some people, narrow places might be a place of limitation, but to other it could be a place of focus and precision. Come on, we just came out of a pandemic and it might have even seemed like a narrow place, but I assure you that God was probably just trying to refocus you and get you to see things that you could not see before. And so now he's walking in between these walls and the vineyard and the donkey is going here and, and the, then Balaam, he begins to get frustrated again and he kicks it and all of a sudden something divine takes place. This donkey begins to talk. 
this this donkey, this donkey, this 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 animal, this this mammal begins to have a a conversation with with the with the with the what? I'm reading the text and I can't believe it because could you imagine your cars talking back to you all of a sudden now? Your Mercedes-Benz got a word from the Lord for you. You on your way to go do your business and that car start talking back to you through the radio? Y'all ain't talking to me. It, 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 it was a divine moment. Mm. The Bible, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible says that the angel of the Lord stood in the path of the vineyards and the donkey saw it. And she thrust herself into this wall and crushed Balaam's foot. And the angel of the Lord went further, verse 26 would say, and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either right or to the left. And when he saw the donkey, when he saw the donkey, when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down on the Balaam and Balaam's anger was kindled. He was smote or he smote the donkey again. And the Lord opened the mouth of that donkey and said unto Balaam, what have I done to you? All I've done was be faithful to you. I've only carried you where you've told me to take you. I've always done what you've told me to do. And now you're abusing me because I'm trying to show you something. You may not understand it, but I'm just trying to get you back on the right I've never done you wrong. I've always been faithful to you. Sometimes we want to abuse the very thing that's carrying us through this life. We want to misuse and misappropriate the very thing that is carrying us through life because we don't understand it. The problem with us is that we're always seeking to understand everything. But how many of you know that God's ways are higher than our ways? His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We're not always in perfect vision as to what's happening. The Lord opened the eyes of Balaam and he saw the angel of the Lord with his sword drawn. He saw that he would have killed him. The angel of the Lord would have killed him had it not been for that donkey, for the very thing that was carrying him to go do the assignment that he did not call him to do. I'm closing. I'm closing. We have to stay on track. We have to stay on track. We have to stay on track. A narrow place. And so... The story goes on to say that he finally gets to this king and he's asking him again to, to curse Israel, to, to shut down the plan of God over Israel. And he sets up these seven altars. He says, I want you to go on and sacrifice on these seven altars. And I'm going to tell you what the Lord says. Does it the first time. He says, all right, listen, this is what the Lord says. Yeah, I can't curse them. I can't curse them. I can't, I can't, I can't curse them. They're, they're, they're blessed. These people are already blessed. They've already been given a title, an assignment, an identity, an ethnicity. These people are already blessed. It's too late. They've spoken. He's already spoken over their lives. He tries to do it again. He tries. He says, listen, I, this, I got people looking at me. I need you to stop Israel. I need you to stop them, stumble block them. Whatever it is you have to do, I need you to stop them, Numbers 23, beginning at the sixth verse, the, the eighth verse. Balaam begins to have a conversation with the king of Moab and says, how can I curse whom God has not cursed? Or how shall I defy whom the Lord has not defied? From the top of the rocks I see him, and from the hills I behold him, and the people shall dwell alone and shall not be 
reckoned among the nations. Who can count the dust of Jacob and the number of the fourth part of Israel? Let die, let me die the death of the righteous and let my last be like his. And Balak said unto Balaam, what hast thou done to me? I took thee to curse my enemies. And behold, thou hast blessed them all together. And he answered and said, Must I not take heed to speak that which the Lord has put in my mouth? And Balak said unto me, and said unto him, Come, I pray thee, with me unto a another place he he's trying to do it again you see that there's been multiple attempts to stop the plan of God over your life but I want you to understand that uh it's too late yes come with me to another place from whence thou mayest see them thou shalt see but the uttermost parts of them and shall not see them and curse them me and he brought them onto the field of Zophim to the top of a Pisgah and built seven altars again and he began to offer the bullocks again one bullock on top of every altar and he said on the Balak stand hereby the burnt offering while I meet the Lord yonder and the Lord met Balaam don't you understand that God will always meet the man of God he'll always have a word for the man of God he'll always have instruction from the man of God come on here and he said I'm going to meet him over there yonder and the Lord met with Balaam put the word in his mouth and I, he said unto him go again unto Balak and I want you to say everything that I've said verse 17 says and when he came to him behold he stood with the burnt offering and the princes of Moab with him there were witnesses to what God was getting ready to say again so that this time it wouldn't be forgotten and Balak said unto him what hath the Lord spoken he took up this parable and said rise up Balak and hear and hearken unto me the son of Zippor God is not a man that he shouldn't lie neither the son of man that he should have to repent oh have he said it to her or shall he not do it or hath he spoken it won't he also make it good behold I received commandment to bless this people because they're already blessed I can't keep saying what you want me to say but I've got to say what God says because if I say what God says there'll be a demonstration there will be power behold I received commandment to bless this people because he blessed this people and I cannot reverse it perfecting faith church I feel a burger in me but I just want you to understand it's too late it's too late God already positioned you it's too late 
God already uh, postured you. Uh, it's too late. Uh, the promise is already over your life. Uh, it's too late. Uh, every plan of Satan has failed. It's too late. I have uh, all power that the Lord has given me. Uh, it's too late. Uh, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, uh, the Spirit of the Lord uh, will lift up a standard. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, he'll lift up a standard uh, over my life. Uh, I've got power. Power. He said, Behold, I give you power to tread upon the serpents uh, and the scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means uh, shall hurt you. Uh, don't you understand uh, that the enemy's time clock has already been punched? Uh, the word has already been pronounced. Uh, the benediction has been spoken and that it's already too late. Uh, it's already too late. Through many dangers, uh, toils and snares, I've already... I've already uh, overcome. Uh, Tis grace uh, that has brought me safe this far, and grace uh, will see me home. Uh, if you know that the Lord uh, has spoken over your life uh, and already declared uh, that you are blessed, uh, give God a shout. Shout, shout on the God with the voice of triumph. You're already victorious. You've already overcome. You've already made it. It's too late. It's it's too late. It's it's too late now, Satan. Oh, my children will be delivered. It's too late now, Satan. My pockets will be filled. It's too late now, Satan. This body will be healed. Jesus Christ came down to the earth, born of a virgin, lived, and then died. But he got back up just so that could be too late. He said it's finished. And if he said it's finished, that means that there's nothing else that the enemy can do to stop God's plan on my life, to stop God's plan on my family, to stop God's plan on the next generation, to stop God's plan for perfecting faith church, to stop God's plan, yeah! Shout yeah! Shout yeah! Shout yeah! There's nothing that the enemy can do now because we've already made it seven months into the year 2021. If he could have stopped me, if he could have shut me down, he would have already done it, but I'm still here. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm still here. If I'm still here, that means there's something else uh, that God wants me to do. Uh, and so I've got to walk according to his word. i got to walk according to his promises. i got to stand in the right posture because there's a promise uh, and it has my name on it. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Yeah. Oh, it's mine.
mine, it's mine, it's, it's mine. I'm going after it, I'm, I'm pursuing it, I'm walking after it. Nothing else is going to stop me anymore. Nothing else is going to hinder me. My, my mentality is not going to hinder me. Enemies can't hinder me. I'm going after it, I'm, I'm going after it. Everybody standing. I'm... If you would just begin to declare this to your enemy, to the very thing that's blocking you, to the thing that was hindering you before you walked in these doors, you would see the liberation that you came here for. You would see the deliverance that you came here for. If you would begin to speak to that problem, speak to that mountain, and tell it to be removed, it would be cast into the sea. It's already too late. It's already too late. It's already too late. It's already too late. Yes, Lord. Everybody's standing, we're going, we're going. We're going, we're going. better get you through this week. I, everything that comes up in your face, you better tell it it's too late. You better tell it it's too late. You already have power. You already have authority. You already have dominion that God has given you. Come on. It's too late. It's, it's too late. I just want to leave you. I just want to leave you and Pastor Wes is getting ready to come at this time. She's going to, amen. But, 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 I believe that that was the assignment for today. Just to allow you to understand that the time has already transpired and that you're getting ready to walk into your next moment, your next season, your next blessing. It's too late. And to every single one of those that are under the sound of my voice, even watching by live stream, I want you to understand that there's nothing that the enemy can do that can separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. When he went to that cross, he hung his head and he died. He said, it's finished. He did that for you and me. I can't stand here because I'm perfect. I stand here because I'm redeemed. I stand here because he salvaged me out of my own mess, out of my own problems, out of my own proclivities. It's uh, too late for the Satan for me. I've already been redeemed. I've already given my life over to the Savior. And I want to be able to give you the same exact opportunity that was given to me to 
get to know Jesus Christ in a greater way. As I said earlier, the children of Abraham were considered those that are of faith, those that believe, those that understood that the precious sacrifice that was made on the cross of Calvary was made just for us, with us in mind, with every single one of us specifically. And so I just want to take this opportunity to offer anybody in this room and even those by live stream the gift of salvation. You can get to know Jesus Christ today in a personal way, in a way that will transform your life, in a way that will make your life what it's supposed to be. God has promises for us. God has promises for us, but we need to understand that he loves us first. That's the first promise. God sent his son to the world just for you and I. And so I just want to take a moment to pray with you. If you're in the room today and you don't know the Lord as your personal savior, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you don't know the Lord as your personal savior, today is the day of salvation. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you would just let me in, I'll be with you and you'll be with me. They used to say something on the inside is working on the outside. And oh, what a change it'll cause in your life. If you want to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior today, would you just repeat this prayer with me ever so quickly? Father, in the name of Jesus, I need you. I want you. I want you to be my desire. I want to know you in a greater way. I repent of all of my sins. I repent of not being who you want me to be. I repent of being everything against your word. And today, Lord God, I accept your eternal gift. Save me, Lord God. Clean me, Lord God. Wash me, Lord God. Make me yours, Lord God. Form me for your purpose. I renounce my sin, and I accept your gift of eternal salvation. I confess with my mouth, and I believe with my heart that you rose from the dead just for me. And today, I am saved. Today, I am redeemed. Today, I receive deliverance in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Come on, all the people of God would say amen and amen. Put those hands together at this time. For all of those that are watching by live stream, you're going to see four words pop up on your screen. It'll read, I prayed that prayer. Would you just type that in so that the ministerial staff here at Perfecting Faith Church can get in contact with you? We want you to understand that it's not too late for you, but that Jesus has every single promise right in store for you. Everything that you need is found in the name of Jesus. So if you would type, I prayed that prayer, I prayed that prayer. No other emojis, no other symbols, and we will get in contact with you. We will keep you close as you grow in this walk with Jesus Christ.